International. that said yeah. that like yeah, different ethnic groups are more likely or less likely to be lactose intolerant really? and white people are the least likely to be lactose intolerant See, which is why milk is the drink of the alt-right yep. and <laughs> look at that <laughs> look it up the alt-right loves milk and taylor swift two things that fuck my whole day up well i mean it's something like it like i, I remember reading something sometime it was like something between like 70 and 80 percent of people like can't even properly digest lactate lactose whatever is it because we're not really supposed to have it no, because we're not baby cows. Animal. There it is. We're not. We're you know, not. Yeah. And also, it's just like gross to drink milk in general because it's like it's literally like the drink that is used to like fatten up young. Exactly. Like, so like we're not supposed to be as gross. fat as a baby cow. So no, there's, there's nothing gross. positive about eating milk. But like, Mm-mm. did this make me feel better? Absolutely. <laughs> in this moment, do I feel good? Yes. I don't gamble. I don't smoke. I've been fucking the same dude for two years. Sometimes I have milk chocolates. Mm-hmm. You earned it. Yeah, Thank for you. sure. <laughs> if you guys. Uh, notice an extra voice in the studio today. We have Scott Sticker. Say hi, yeah. Scott. Hello. Hi, and as always, I'm Jasmine Ellis. And I'm Kai Krebs, and welcome back to Extra Salty. Extra Salty. So the way that we like to kick it off is just like um, the two of us get salty about the pettiest shit in the world, mm-hmm. so we share that, and then you tell us something that's made you salty, and usually it's something more interesting because you are not a boiling hot pile of rage <laughs> like the both of us. Most of the people who bring on, so what are you so salty about today? What are you salty about? I feel, I feel like I always start. You okay. start this time. Uh, okay, one, Amazon did give me my t-shirt. I don't know if you guys remember the t-shirt tobacco oh from last God. week. Um, I got on the phone with them and got hot, and now they sent me two, <laughs> and I'm not sending the other one back. Uh, <laughs> like, what am I, okay, I saw Bad Moms in theaters. Uh, that movie's so fucking bad. I'm just salty about Hollywood in general, because and here's the thing. It's like, we have the money and the resources to put together all of these new creative ideas, but it's like these studio heads go, you know what worked? Do that again. That movie, 50% of it was just slow motion montages of them walking in the line like, hey, we're badass moms. We came to fuck shit up at the mall. <laughs> There's a, Sorry, spoiler alert. They steal a Christmas tree from Foot Locker that's covered in tiny shoes. Total advertisement for Foot like, It was like It was like a really long Target ad. <laughs> like It was like, what if a bunch of Target moms were shit-faced? Like, that was, it was so bad, but I, I used my free ticket that I got performing at the highball I went to Alamo Draft House and which by the way they're into like some weird shit right now right or no I mean uh, Alamo always like has like a couple of the mainstream movies playing and then like some other stuff going on like that like they'll have like flashbacks to like mm-hmm. stuff that's going on depending on like you know who no I meant like like a lawsuit is. with like sexual harassment oh yeah shit. that's a whole thing so just like for the record I didn't spend money there but I did tip my waiter <laughs> uh, because I think tipping is uh, is theft and I think we should pay those people more uh, I, lo- I love that you saw the movie Bad Mom because it reminds me of that joke from like uh, one of the episodes of this most recent season of Difficult People where like Julie Klausner is talking about uh, wanting to go see a movie from the bad verse where it's like bad mom, bad, you know, bad teacher. It's because like in she called it the bad verse and I was like, that is so fucking funny. I'm so tired of that trope.
trope of just like, isn't it crazy when white women screw up? <laughs> like that's literally all of these movies, bridesmaids. Like it's just it's been done. This Am I gonna keep has so- a job, but they're bad, bad at it. <laughs> Which is frustrating. Like, like there was NBC had a show called Bad Judge that made me furious. Shout out to Tone Bell who was hilarious and did his best on it. But like the premise of it is oh, that she's a judge. I like Kate Wall. That's several years of law school, then several years of whatever else is after that, and she's somehow super bad at it and wears short shorts and cowboy boots. Like, come, come you don't, you know what I mean? Like, what's next? I'm so glad Bad Doctor was never a thing. I'm so glad we never had to like believe in that universe of like. No, we for the doctors we've got the good universe because we've got the good doctor, the good white. There's the good verse too. The good verse. The bad. There's the bad verse where all the people are bad at their jobs, and then there are all this the good verse where people shouldn't be good at their jobs, but they are. Yeah. Because the good doctor is like about somebody who's like on like the uh, autism spectrum, but they're like, no, but he's like a really good doctor. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, that's kind of like a whole big part of it is that like, there's like a lot of savantism. So I was wondering about this and this is going to make me sound like that the worst pr- that human being. insensitive, but oh, <laughs> yikes. What? Well, you know how sometimes there's pushback when people, when actors don't accurately represent the group they're representing? Like, like on This Is Us, one of the characters is a guy in a fat suit playing a fat person. Has there ever been a pushback to get more autistic actors? I, I don't know. I was wondering if that was a thing and then I was I like, but isn't autism like the inability to display emotion? Like, wouldn't that make acting hard? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that wow. I, that I do, that Stupid I do question. I'm so sorry know. I asked that. I'm, I hate everything that just came out of my mouth. Uh, I would ask Ethan to cut it, but he never cuts anything that makes me look bad. He keeps <laughs> in everything that makes me look like a fucking monster. It's, it's, it's real. It's gritty. It's us. Extra salty. So I'm Jasmine. I cuss out customer service people and I see bad movies and get mad I didn't like them. Yeah. That's what I'm salty about. Kai, what's going on with this? With this oh my week? God. Let's see. What's, what's going on? What's going on? Jesus. That's, see, I, I, to, I told you to go first because that was me trying to buy time, but then I forgot to So think. maybe you're in a good place this week it's okay mm. tell me something sweet uh, uh. you know what something sweet Kai did oh. he brought me sugarfina pearls extra salty brought to you by sugarfina <laughs> oh my god yes. some days you just have to have something sweet to take away all the saltiness <laughs> for everything else there's sugarfina do you think they would sponsor us oh I don't think so they're so they're like the inside of their store looks like if uh I, like it, 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 it's like whenever people try to represent heaven with like shit, like and it's everything's like all white and shiny, and they're and like it's always like some like toned down like flaming queen. Represent like, heaven with shit. <laughs> that was a really harsh. I well, I you know, I'm 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 batting a thousand today. I'm batting a thousand today. <laughs> why don't we just uh, why don't we just go straight to Scott? <laughs> Scott. Um, so you want to talk about a couple different things that we were um, wanting to talk with you about. Now, for those of you who don't know Scott Sticker, he is a very funny comic here in the Austin scene. Thank you. Um, and also, you are one of the most open about your relationship as a parent. I've noticed, have you ever noticed like with comics, most of them like like are drunks that don't have custody of their kids? <laughs> so you don't, you don't really yeah. hear a lot of like great fatherly humor. And I really appreciate it about you. And you have like a great perspective, but I, I appreciate how honest you are about your actual life and I really admire you. you. So that's awesome. What's something what's something you've been salty about? Uh, lately, I've been salty about... So this is my kid's first year in school mm-hmm. and I've had to deal with other parents a lot and it's made me <laughs> realize 
how much other parents hate their children. <laughs> Why? Specifically, one specific story. There was, so I went camping with my kid this weekend with a bunch of parents from my kid's school. And that already sounds horrible. It was. It was a bad decision. Like it, <laughs> we're not outdoor kids. Like it that's was, fair. Like I was like, oh, camping. It was. It was a poor decision. It was daylight savings time, and I went camping with a four-year-old on a property that had roosters. Oh. Which neither of those things respect daylight savings. I did not get an extra hour of sleep. Oh my god, do, do roosters have like a mental breakdown because of daylight savings? Do they not catch up? They wake up at four thirty. Oh wow. No matter what, they don't have clocks they have internal clocks <laughs> uh, but anyway there was this dad there who had his kid his kid was five and the kid was sitting on a bench and fell off backwards on the oh. bench and hit his head and the dad was on his cell phone and so I was the kid was wailing and I assumed that the dad didn't see or didn't know and so I started walking up to the kid and the dad looked me in the eye and said don't help him. Whoa. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, well, maybe you didn't see. He fell on his head. And the dad said, he's fine. He deserved it. Oh, my God. And oh, my God. That is like the creepiest shit I've ever Oh, my God. Heard. Do not let your kid end up on a sports team with that dad. No. That'll be the type of dad who lets them fight like he wants them a hockey fight. <laughs> like, I, I, I had no idea how to respond. I felt terrible for this child so I, I walk, walked away but I, di I didn't know how to respond to he deserved it it's, you know, the child was a boy right yeah people parent boys in such an aggressive way oh, yeah. like I, from such like a young For young sure. age they teach them to like not self-soothe but like suppress yeah I mean all you're doing is like it's like a recipe for like a serial killer like just like never cry never get upset everything bad that happens is he said you deserve he deserved it <laughs> yes oh but like jokingly or like he meant no like like my kid was fucking around he fell off the bench he deserves to be hurt like he sh this is a learning opportunity like that kind of parent oh i yeah, don't like those any, kind of any, parents anyone, i don't either anyone who's in the middle of a phone call and their kid is screaming and they don't go hold on a minute yeah. that's that's like a, a troubling sign for sure <laughs> and my my wife and i are super hippie about our parenting like we're ridiculous like we do you feel like you're more so than most people like even even for this granola ass town do you feel like you're like a little bit on the higher end of it yeah what's the worst example or the best example per se i mean we're, we just we follow respectful parenting philosophies like we encourage him to show his emotions and if he's crying you know we see that as an opportunity for him to get his feelings out if that makes sense we're just ridiculously over the top hippie like we don't own a television we don't have screen time for him that's actually oh i read this article this week did you guys hear about the like youtube for kids how the algorithms can't filter out violence and porn so like some organizations have started making these like boot like like let's say your kid likes peppa pig which is like a cute show mm -hmm. on nick jr well they'll make these like fake accounts that are sharing peppa pig but then in the middle peppa's head will fall off and she'll start screaming and then uh spider-man will come throw her off a cliff but then it'll cut back to regular peppa pig like they're slicing in why disturb i that's the thing and, and youtube's algorithms can't pick it up of to course. find the problem because it's like still all the code words are the same and the sounds are the same and like there's no system like the only way you can find it is just human error how prevalent is that like how how many kids are watching 
this cartoon pig get murdered thousands there was oh, no. a medium article that That's, came out yeah the, wow the, in it, like, the one cat posted right yeah yeah the one that cat barbadoro shared that i'm sure other people have shared it too but that's where i saw it from but like she shared like another one video where it was like learning colors through fighting ghosts and, oh, and, and it, like it was this, it was oh, such a weird video it was like a mini mouse costume then like another character that was like really generic looking then two just like color creatures that like go to this house and then they're like these bad ghost effects then a bunch of ghosts come out that are like different colors and they're like saying the color while the ghosts come out and then they have to go and get machine guns and then they're shooting at the ghosts and then the ghosts all explode into pieces of glass like uh, at the end of Star Trek where that big or was it Star Trek where that piece of glass flies off into space and everyone's caught in it I don't know I'm making a reference that I know what it is I don't know where it's from though but then like it all comes back together into like a super ghost and then it grabs Minnie Mouse and pulls her away and then they have to shoot it even more but then it just cuts to these like three like uh, eastern island kids that are just like playing with like those little spiky like cush ball things <laughs> and the, and then like they, they, one of them gets pranked and then she throws them in the eyes of the other kid it's I there's feel so like much this weird video stuff out there gave you ADD yeah this, like I feel like like you, right? I've never heard you sound so frantic I'm like oh my god this this is giving the kids attention deficit disorder that's the thing though is I'm telling you it in like the actual order of events as they occurred like if you watch this video you'd be like your summary is right and that's upsetting <laughs> that is upsetting so that's cool that you choose not to <laughs> yeah, I feel good about not, anyway, let's not pivot. showing that I was like I don't know where to go poor the broke guy's brain so I gotta I gotta steer this ship without him <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because everybody else that was commenting on that video was just like I only made it like 50 seconds in I made it to like 10 minutes before I tapped oh my out God, I only did like yeah. 15 seconds I started to get because I just kept scared because it kept saying warning disturbing content is it weird that I just kept thinking there's going to be a dick across the screen any minute there's a mm. dick coming a ghost dick it's always a mm. dick you know what I mean like if something bad's going to mm-hmm. happen to you it's usually a dick like that's just I don't know Man. is that an unhealthy fear of dicks Man, uh, let's, we, we, had, we had a weird place we had a weird place we did let's go back to Scott so, <laughs> so do you ever like have weird interactions with other dads like with that situation like you named the camping thing do you ever feel like because there's a lot of parents who try to parent in the more of the traditional sense mm-hmm. and like do they I feel like the obvious thing to do would be try to poke at your masculinity a little bit is I've, that a dig I've never I've never encountered that thankfully yeah um, I, I've had weird interactions comedy specific like really yeah I call, you don't have to name names no 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 it's like audience members like I called my kid at uh, FPIA this year mm-hmm. I called my kid an asshole on stage and an audience member came up to me after and was like oh that was that was really brave I'm glad you say that because I fucking hate my kids sometimes <laughs> and I was like I am never gonna call my kid an asshole on stage again because I don't want to put this energy out there thank you for giving me something to relate to yeah. in a negative weird hostile way yeah. I mean kids are assholes sometimes but no more than us well I mean yeah you kind of know what you expect when you get a kid because it's like you you have like they don't know what's like societal norms and like don't be an asshole behavior is because it's your job to teach them that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I just, I thought this dude was going to be like, oh, hey, good set. But he was like, I hate my child. <laughs> Jesus. I, the problem is, is most people 
I don't know. If most people genuinely sat down and thought about if they wanted to be a parent, they probably wouldn't be. Yeah, for sure. But instead, it's this thing that you're just kind of taught, like, oh, I'm going to grow up, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have kids. Like, it's just a default setting. And not everybody should. No, I agree. But I tell people I don't want children, and they're just like... Like, they're just, like, they're, they're insulted by it. Like, most, like... <laughs> I don't get that. That's... Like, people who force other people to, to want to have children and try and get them in that corner, that drives me nuts. Yeah. It's gross. How old are you, by the way? Uh, 32. 32, okay. Yeah. So, how old are you when you became a father? Uh, four years ago. Four years so, ago. Don't okay. make me do mad shit. Just answer questions. <laughs> Just answer quick. Oh my god, I'm don't take me subtract four. I'm Scott Staker. I don't eat meat. I do math. (laughs) I don't do math, which is why I said four years ago. I'm so insecure. I'm mocking our guests. How does it feel to be brought onto a podcast and then bullied (laughs) by us? So you're asking what I'm salty about? (laughs) Damn, it got meta real fast. Um, so oh, how do you God. balance everything with like like parenting duties and comedy and then also like are you still in the stage where you have a day job how mm-hmm. do you balance yeah. things uh, I'm a mess constantly <laughs> cool. uh, I have luckily I have a job this is the first job I've ever had where I only work 40 hours a week it's a 9 to 5 straight job so I can go home and help make dinner and get the kids to bed and then go do sets and then eventually go to sleep. You say that like it's always been more. Oh, yes. Really? I've... What do you do? Uh, right now, I work for an environmental nonprofit. Nonprofits have been my job for a uh, while and they notoriously overwork That's people. That's why you're only working 40 hours a week because they can't afford to pay for more. <laughs> no, they... That's, that's the nonprofit life. Yeah. No, I, I've never had a good this is the first good work really? work situation i've ever had so they That's like actually, all of the rest of them have been bad speaking of which yeah. what's like the worst job situation you've had well actually Dash. whenever i talk, uh, first messaged you about coming on the podcast i had an idea about talking about previous employers and, okay. and bad drag them all drag them all drag them all we did a very fun episode that actually just released a couple weeks ago with karina mega mag maggie i can't ever say her name um and she just talked about the worst job she ever had and that got us kind of like sharing about those um i would love it if you somehow could top um a a porn investor who choked out a hooker <laughs> but, <laughs> but don't feel pressured we just want you to share your experience that's why he went to jail right like that was the mm-hmm. I think she said it was a baseball bat yeah I listened to the episode baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. which is worse than a little bit a little, little bit a little bit worse so it's weird that I yeah. don't listen no. to us because I don't like the sound of my voice F- fuck it let's dive back into the bad verse and let's, let's explore bad, bad, boss. bad yeah. bosses so I've only pretty much worked for cartoon characters <laughs> Like, since I was 15, my first job when I was 15, I worked at a produce, uh, in a produce department at a grocery store outside of Houston, in the suburbs of Houston. And I had a boss, his name was Carlos, and he had, all of his teeth were gold and had Carlos etched into them. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Was it in he, Times New Roman? Uh, <laughs> Or is there it, is there another font you can etch into your teeth? I or think. was it that old English? Like no, yeah, you know, old actually, English. It was tattoo. old English. Ah! Yeah, yeah. 
Carlos. Yeah. He couldn't talk right because of it it was too much. But he was a very angry tiny man. <laughs> and he would uh, if we were in the cooler getting vegetables to put on the shelf, which was our job. <laughs> He would come back there and shout at us and throw <laughs> heads of lettuce at us <laughs> and just scream. And uh, he, he pulled a knife on me once because I didn't move uh, a crate of watermelons uh, because I was not old enough to operate the, the forklift thing. <laughs> that, was a, that was a really quick escalation from thrown lettuce to knife. Yeah. Uh, I have this mental image of him like pulling the knife on you and then stabbing a watermelon behind your head. <laughs> <laughs> like just to intimidate you. <laughs> <laughs> so we all we all carried well just snarling with those gold teeth that said oh. Carlos. <laughs> we all carried produce knives to cut produce mm-hmm. and he I told him I wasn't going to move the box of watermelons and he slowly reached for his knife and started pulling it out. I was like, "What are you going to do?" What is your plan here? And I, I walked off laughing. And really? You weren't scared? No, I was 15. I was invincible. I was a dumb kid with a foot tall mohawk and did not care. I was an idiot when I, I was. A foot tall mohawk? <laughs> I, th- th- you just don't seem like that kind of guy. What the, f- what the fuck kind of grocery store was this? I don't know. <laughs> it, was a, it was a suburban ass. Kingwood, Texas grocery store. Just think about if you would have got stabbed over a watermelon. Yeah, yeah. Like the eulogy, your family having to explain <laughs> that story. <laughs> they would have gotten some money out of no, it. he's been forklifted straight up to no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that is, that is a crazy story. Did yeah. you report him? No, no. No? It was... Just, I was like, oh, you're Carlos being Carlos. And I don't know, kind of laughed it off. Which, looking back, I definitely should have reported him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Uh, I don't know, though. I would never report. Think about it. The kind of person who has all gold teeth, their name edgement, means that they make mistakes and want you to know who they are. (laughs) (laughs) I, I want, I wish I. I wish I knew his last name because I want to look up. Carlos Goldteen. Goldteen. <laughs> I probably could find oh a God. police report or something it, just typing in Carlos Goldteen. Just like you reporting him and him getting like one of those carbon copy write-ups that he has to sign. Uh-huh. So he just like presses it real hard against his teeth <laughs> so it goes through on the carbon copy. We're talking on this shit, but I did like seriously date a guy with a grill. Yeah. Like he wore a grill to prom. Did it have words etched in it? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. That's what did it say? So the name of his rap group. Um, oh, no, that's worse. Um, Drag him. Do it. it. K-Run-K. Uh-huh. So he had like K, comma, oh, R-U-N, God. comma, not comma, like a dash. Yeah. K-Run-K. Mm. Crunk. Because yeah. it was the mid-2000s. He also yeah. had that airbrush and a t-shirt. And this is how smitten I was with this person that like... <laughs> I hate the judgment. I, they both, they have both their, like, their, their fist against their wrist. Like, they're just like, tell me more. <laughs> like, it's like grease, but like with therapists. I'm judging, tell me more. Tell I'm judging more. you more for dating somebody that actually purchased airbrushed t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Oh, it gets worse. So oh, no. for Valentine's Day, I gave him a teddy bear and like, it was from Build-A-Bear. Like, I went to Teddy Bear and I got little jeans for it and little like Chuck Taylors. Mm. But I went to the baby store to get a baby 
baby t-shirt so it would sag on the bear oh, so it would oh look like God. a tall tee and then I had the tall tee airbrushed oh of course he did to God. say oh, K Run K so I got him an airbrushed yes, t-shirt man. for the teddy bear did you put a, a sound bite in it no I showed up with his music on it yeah. that a great idea yeah I wonder if he still has that bear I hope. I hope so too. I hope, I hope so. I should. I should message him and find out. Brings it out when he's feeling a little sad. Oh. Mm. That's a lot of information to digest. <laughs> what? I made mistakes. Terrible, Ooh. terrible. Two thousands. Snap your fingers. Do your step. Mistakes. Sorry. <laughs> so you you said that you had like a series of bad bosses. Does I it did. get worse than that? Um. It, it goes up and down. That's one of the worst. I, I started off pretty strong. Uh, <laughs> uh, in college, I worked at a sandwich store in San Marcos. And this one isn't knife pulling bad, but I was the new guy. And so the owner would pull all of the other staff into the walk-in cooler and smoke weed with them while I made all the sandwiches and took all the orders and Aww. delivered all the sandwiches for $2.30 an hour plus tips. So that one's more just sad. Than Were you more upset about not like having to do all the work or not getting to smoke the weed? Oh, both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... I I don't know. I, it, it sucked a lot because then he would. He he was one of those rare potheads that got angry when he got high. Like he was normally perfectly fine, and then he'd go smoke weed and then come out and shout at everyone that he just smoked weed with. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. It was weird. I mean, I, I guess that's kind of like how some people weed gives them like a lot of anxiety. Like that's pretty few and far between. But for some, like I mean, I mean, it's because it's like it's one of those things that has medicinal purposes, and like the same with any other thing that has medicinal properties like not all medicine is for everyone you know yeah. so like i it makes sense i think it was a, creepy i think it was an anxiety thing because he was like my business is failing and i'm oh. high and i have to shout yeah 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 your livelihood going under is uh you know triggering yeah oh for sure uh and then after after college i i was a newspaper reporter i was a cops and courts reporter and i i worked at uh a, a tiny newspaper in Roswell, New Mexico for three weeks. What? Yeah, it was a poor decision on my part. Um, I had just gone through like a weird breakup with a girl and this job called and I was like, oh yeah, sure. And then I got there and the editor was a insane uh, conspiracy theorist. Yeah, Rich and Roswell. I, well, it's Roswell, yeah. New Mexico, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I quit the day when he threw a coffee cup at another reporter's head because she, because she refused to travel to Colombia to investigate heroin use and dealings in Colombia for this small Roswell, New Mexico paper. No, none of it made sense. Yeah. That's how so many reporters die doing that. Like, that's insane. Also, why would Roswell, New Mexico, need to investigate that? You, you, hey, you know what? You never know. They're so into conspiracy like theories, they might be able to map out the maybe. whole cartel That's just on true. like intuition alone. Was he like a creeper? Like he wanted the two of them to go on that together? Uh, I don't know. He, I think he just wanted to be a hero. He was one of the kind, the kind of guys who was like, "I'm going to bring this down myself," <laughs> and so he wanted to send this. <laughs> 
five foot two tiny little girl to Columbia to bring it down himself clearly oh yeah that's yeah. a great idea go hang out with the drug cartel and yeah. report back to me what do you mean did he mean in like a creepy way for them to do it together like he was sitting in his office like oh I know how we can spend some time together yeah. we can go investigate that would be that's men like, do dumb shit like that all the time that sounds like the worst idea most for of my hell ever. gigs like the first two or three months of doing comedy were just like guys sent like, like oh I want you to open for me for this thing and it would be terrible and it'd just be a horrible idea and they just wanted to be alone with me in the car for a couple hours I did a show with this dude who's (laughs) fuck it I don't even know if they're still legit they're called Bedroom Bully Productions what yeah and their logo was like a stick figure dragging a lady stick figure by its hair into a bed oh my god I didn't see this oh my god Ethan said ugh I'm sorry (laughs) I'm sorry and I didn't see this until I had already agreed to be on the show and so we drove for like three hours together and he was like trying to get me to smoke weed with him and I was super uncomfortable so men will like invent reasons for you to be around them I've had like literally this is gonna sound so stupid but sometimes when people approach me about doing a show on Facebook I go uh, and then I know they haven't met me before I go oh great did you watch one of my videos and they'll say yeah yeah and I'm like well what was your favorite bit because I literally have to ask and a lot of times they haven't watched me they just like looked up female comedians in the area picked one they thought was attractive and decided to ask them to be on a show which is so shitty because there's a yeah there's a 2% of people who are like oh girls are just getting on shows because they're hot blah 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 and it's like that doesn't help anybody Mm. it doesn't help me to get on a show because somebody wants to fuck me and like also I'm way fatter in real life save yourself time (laughs) like what the fuck I just had to turn that around because I can't confront my real feelings. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. I, I show up to shows and then like people are like, "Thanks for doing it." And I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Oh God, that's okay. Wow. I okay. I just, I got your name from somebody else. I haven't heard you talk yet. Okay." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I know." Oh, yeah. Or also, that's, like, you can always tell when someone when someone books you for less than five minutes on a show. It's like if you don't mm. want me, it's fine. Like, don't call this a show and give me like five to th- three to five minutes yeah. like that's that's okay oh yeah 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 no we, we can we can we can fit you in how would you like to do uh uh 45 seconds <laughs> it's uh for a crowd of no one it's like i mean well i'm you know what i need the time i need the time i need the rep i need the rep i'm working on my clothes we never say no to anything though um so roswell new mexico um you know what's so funny is you mentioned you took that job because after a bad breakup and that that's what's like what's the wildest thing you've ever not well i just like what's the most abrupt thing you've ever done over after a breakup definitely was moving to roswell (laughs) (laughs) we we do get a lot of that on the show where they're like well i did this real crazy ass thing it was right after a break up and I'm like yeah there's definitely a through line there I don't know if you noticed it's all the men all the men on this because it's like women cut off all their hair and men are like let's cut off everything (laughs) (laughs) let's cut off our friends our family that's exactly what I did yeah yeah no no yeah so like I had this really weird first date so that's whenever I decided that I would go to the ISS (laughs) it's like wait what you went to space So, um, was there anything that you enjoyed about living in Roswell? Or was no. It, no. <laughs> it, was, it was hell. That was honest. Yeah. Are um, people really into the whole space thing there? Have you have you ever driven through that town? No, but I watched the TV show Roswell back in the day. It's... Uh, 
everything has aliens on it. Like their their street lights in the town. Some of them have little UFOs with cartoon aliens on them. Their Walmart, which is basically the only store in that town, <laughs> has alien spaceships painted on the side of it. Oh, good it's, lord. That town is a goddamn cartoon. I like, can't wait till the aliens come and are so offended by our racist caricatures of them. I cannot wait. So they're just like, this is what you think of uh-huh. us? Yeah, like a, like a couple thousand years from now, where we're like, guys, we've been like talking about all these issues and we're trying to be progressive. We're woke now. Then they get here and they're like, why? Whoa, 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 whoa. You guys, you, you still got some work to do. So after after leaving that paper, what uh, what what was the next move for you? Uh, like, uh, somewhere between there, you went from writing to the nonprofit world. Well, yeah. I, I stayed with I stayed with journalism after that. I was a cops and re- courts reporter for a couple years. I wrote for a small town Texas paper, and the publisher there was a cartoon cowboy. Straight up, he <laughs> was five foot three and had a. Have you ever worked for anyone taller than you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, Scott, you're not like very tall. No. Like, what are you, six foot? No, I'm five ten, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm five three, so everybody's six yeah. foot to me. I'm just like everybody's tall. Uh, he was five. He was five foot three, and he had a handlebar mustache that went down to his shoulders. Of course. And he found out that I uh, didn't eat meat, and so he told me about all the animals he murdered. Cool. Uh, he was. He wanted to be. He was the. He was a kind of journalist who did cocaine every morning and had a bottle of whiskey in his desk drawer because he thought he was like a cowboy. He thought he was like a rebel journalist going to figure it out. Did he have a cowboy hat? Yes. Oh, okay, yes. So he had so several you, cowboy hats. So you worked for Yosemite Sam. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. the visual I've got. Yeah, yeah. With glasses. Yosemite, <laughs> Yosemite uh, Sam with an impairment. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he, uh, he was missing a finger. His, his right pinky and I asked him how it happened and he, he said that he was uh, roping a horse and the rope popped his finger off mm. and so he punched the horse to death is what he told me uh, he's a terrible person and then he asked me to come uh, drink whiskey and laugh in his office about it. One, that's so a lie. Okay, you know oh, how big sure. a horse is? You cannot punch a horse to death. I'm telling myself that's a lie. Two, when you told me he broke his pinky, I was like, in a butt? Like, <laughs> that's where my brain went first. I'm, like, I'm a child. Hor- horses are so big to punch him to death. Like, I imagine that you would just, like, not be mad anymore before you'd gotten, like, enough punches in to kill him. I don't think it actually happened. No. No, I don't think it happened either, but I'm saying if it had. I think that you would just like work your way through the anger much before you cause any significant damage to the horse. I don't I think love, this man could. Kai, keep going with this. Go ahead and write a whole book. If I punched it, like, <laughs> <laughs> really run with this theory. Uh, I don't. I don't think this man could have ever worked through his anger, though. He he went on a hunting trip once and he he came back and he told me that he saw a black bear and named it after me and then climbed a mountain and shot it in its face (laughs) (laughs) from the top of the mountain yeah he he said i wasn't gonna kill it and then i decided to kill it (laughs) oh well that was your thought process huh so uh why why name it after me then uh what he, he had this weird fascination with me not eating meat, and it enraged him. It made him want to murder more animals. God, that is... 
That's a, see, that's like that's what Southern creepy is. Yeah, uh-huh. Southern creepy is For either sure. like the full ten, or it's like that weird seven where it's like it doesn't feel like a ten, but has ten undertones. Like when they're just like, yeah, no, I named a bear after you, and then I killed it. And it's like. I, mm. This sounds like he's trying to intimidate you, like for sure, like like a, like some kind of gross out. This sounds like something that like Donald Trump would read in like a business manual <laughs> on like how to assert your dominance in the office. Well, Let he, the vegan know you killed an animal mm. in its honor. <laughs> I I was in I was in the position that he was in when he first started reporting. So he oh. thought that we were chums and he could like have this joking murderous relationship. Like he thought with that me. you were his protege or something. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. He thought he was hardening me to like bring me up to be a, a solid cops and courts reporter you gonna be a cowboy one uh-huh. day uh-huh. oh what was writing I, for wow. cops and courts like like that involves oh, yeah. a lot of legal things a lot of it was, was it some, ever some hard cases yes there were there there were a couple times where cops called me at four in the morning to tell me they found a dead body in the river or when i had to go to court and sit through uh sit through really bad cases like child murder cases and stuff like that which i i hated it a lot how did did you deal with that how did you process that and like i guess create some distance and not take that home with you and internalize it um i drank a lot when i was at that job (laughs) i don't drink now but i did i did then and i i partied a lot more then and i would it was it was outside of austin so i would leave everything there and just come to austin and mm-hmm. pretend that that world didn't exist yikes yeah it was bad which is why i uh transitioned to working with animals after that <laughs> i went to the nonprofit world after that i started actually i started doing a lot of volunteer work with animals because that made me happy and uh, eventually i worked for um, I'm trying not to say names of places. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but I worked for a wildlife rescue mm-hmm. place in Texas and um, had a <laughs> wildly crazy boss there. I, I've, Another I've, bad first boss. Yeah, I've talked about her on stage a couple times, uh, but she she was nuts. She... <laughs> <laughs> So we the 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 sanctuary was a huge 212 acre place. We had all kinds of rescued animals. Um, I was in charge of taking care of all the farmed animals, but we also had monkeys and bears and um, big cats and stuff like that. Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> it was it was common. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but once there was a an enclosure that a butterfly got into i assume was born into this enclosure and she got on the walkie-talkie crying and screaming at all the staff because she thought the butterfly seemed stressed (laughs) oh dear lord and absolutely someone needed to get there quick to because she could feel the butterfly's energy (laughs) oh so she was like bad boss bad boss bad boss but in the other direction yeah she was not like she she spent we we had a vet on staff and she also spent a good chunk of money hiring someone to bring crystals to put in the monkey oh my god sure it was upsetting to everyone for the monkey chakras like to make sure they're aligned yeah the monkeys have like really good car oh my god and she paid for uh (laughs) she paid for reiki on on our sheep if you don't do you know what reiki is no what is that it's where you don't touch someone you you manipulate their energy by putting your hand oh, very yeah. and you very close the, to them. The hover stuff where you yeah. like ha- shaky hands over them, like mm-hmm. somebody being like overcome in church. 
Yeah, so she paid for someone to upset, like, the most skittish animal we had on site and just, like, not what? touch them. Yeah, she was nuts. She believed in, like, alternative medicine. What was, like, the wildest thing that she ever did? Did you already know it? <laughs> no, she, uh, so we had a rainstorm once. It was, it was raining really bad. And she got on the walkie-talkie and asked a, care- a caregiver to go into the jaguar enclosure. No. <laughs> Bad start. And towel him off. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? This boss sounds like what your old boss thought you were. <laughs> like, like, oh, oh you don't sure. eat animals? What do you do? Hug them and give them baths? <laughs> like, it was this extreme example. This is like when you tell like when you tell someone from the deep south that you don't eat meat and uh-huh. they just... <laughs> what are you giving them? Cheetahs and massage? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. Which, did, did anyone do it? No, no one did it. Okay, they, just good. Uh, someone got on the walkie-talkie and laughed at her. <laughs> <laughs> they were laughing and they took the time to press the button um, and laugh at her. She was pissed. That's beautiful. She screamed after that. But why didn't she get her ass in there and towel off that jaguar? See, I'm I'm, well, I'm that bitch. I would have like been like the one that's laughing. I'm that you, bitch. If you really feel like it's so important, I think that you have the right energy and strength. <laughs> like your aura is just bright pink right now. And I feel like you have what it takes to dry off that jaguar. <laughs> I'll spot you out here. Like that's what I'm, I'm carrying a lot of stuff with me. I feel like you might read the negativity of my uh-huh. of my. I would have got plexus. your boss eaten so fast. Oh God. I wish he would have been there. Do jaguars eat people? Oh, they, he would have eaten a face for <laughs> sure. He, the jaguar is the only cat who loves water too. Uh, I was like, well, huh. at least suggest an animal who hates water, like a mountain lion. Well, I mean, he sent us in there with a mountain lion. You said it was like a refuge too, which mm-hmm. is for like animals who've seen some shit. Yeah, for sure. The jaguar was saved from a roadside zoo. He lived in a tiny little box. Oh, well, just throw and him a, so, a raincoat. So he. <laughs> He already hates people and would not be happy about Mm. that at all. Oh my god! Yeah, she was nuts. That um, is so interesting. It's, the butterfly seems stressed. How early into like when was the first time you were like, oh, this person? Because the thing is, most of the time with all of us, we we get a job, mm-hmm. it's trash, but we stay. All of us stay longer than we should. What was the oh, moment yeah. that was like, oh, I should get out of here? Uh. Probably. So I, I'm ashamed to admit this, but I worked there a long time ago and then went back to that job because she had left. Okay. Okay. She had left in theory, but she was still, Mm. she was still there. She was still, she lived in California and she was, she called me once eight times in one day. She was lenoing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, She was the founder of the organization and couldn't let it go. Mm. There's a, there's a really prevalent thing in uh, nonprofits called founders syndrome where founders go nuts. And the, the first time that I knew that I needed to get out of there, was she was uh, she was in the office in the development office the fundraising office and I heard her screaming at our development uh, director she was saying I choose the paper that we print on here Whoa, basically okay. saying like I make all the decisions you don't get to make any and I was like oh you're crazy yeah that's not even like micromanaging that's just like micro dictating yeah that's what it's that's founder syndrome they she knew she was going to get pushed out eventually mm-hmm. and so she she 
went nuts and uh, yeah. continues to wow. be nuts. <laughs> uh, but the the last boss, the one that was the absolute worst ever. Drag him. Uh, Drag him. <laughs> okay, so like, just to, just to catch us up, to be the worst ever, you have to have gone further than trying to stab you. Uh-huh. Uh, naming an animal after you, then murdering it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> trying to get you to go into a cage and towel off an animal that would murder you. Okay, so we're pretty high. Oh, and then, no, I think those are like all the bad ones. So how, what makes this possible? the worst i think because it was non-stop it, like the other ones had moments of clarity and brief moments of like oh you're a normal human i get why you're doing this but this person was non-stop and i was i, I was the it was at another animal sanctuary and i was the manager of the animal sanctuary mm-hmm. so i did everything and this person was the founder um luckily she is no longer there. She got kicked out of the organization, which makes me her so own happy. Yep. Yep. The board, the board kicked her out. Um, you know, it's bad when the yup comes with a pee popped like that. Yup. Yep. <laughs> but uh, she, oh Jesus. So this was another large property mm-hmm. and the founders lived on the farm and then down the hill from them was the actual farm and where all the animals were rescued and took care of all the animals and stuff. You could hear her from her house if you were on the other side of the farm screaming at an employee. Like she, out she, of anger? Oh, yes. Oh, no. She would, she would call people uh, the C word. Oh. Constantly, like, just screaming at their faces. Uh, For a second, you said the C word, and then you started to say constantly. And I was like, we know the C word, Scott. The, <laughs> the C, C word, word cunt. cunt. <laughs> like, I thought that's what you were going <laughs> to <laughs> We're not your four-year-old. You have to teach us the word. I have Conscious. taught him the C word. Have that's you right. really? No. Okay. Just that's that. Hi- that's that hippie parent that yeah. you talk about. And whenever we say the C word, we mean cunt. <laughs> Hey, don't hide anything from your children. Make them very conscious uh, and aware of their... I mean, events. hide cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're not parents. Yeah. That was bad advice. I mean, hide cunt. That's such a funny line. <laughs> uh, and she... This is dark. Is it okay? Yes. Do um, it. Yeah, do it. She consistently told her staff that they should go kill themselves and one of her staff members did (gasps) yeah no fucking way yeah the staff member had was probably going to do that anyway but that was definitely but yeah a provocation never helps good lord yeah do do nonprofits sometimes have like um she she hr situations like people you can report no no she blurry so she whenever things got bad when i was there that happened before i came Mm -hmm. um but whenever things got bad when i got there i went to the so the the structure of a nonprofit is board of directors executive director and then staff Mm -hmm. Um, and she was founder and, and executive director and so i went to the board of directors and she afterwards cornered me and told me if I ever talked to any of the board again I would be fired immediately and I was like that's not really legal but I need this job I have a child I can't I can't be out of this job 
It's so bizarre to me that you're saying that you worked at like these animal sanctuaries where the whole job is like being like nice and kind and nurturing to animals that have been through some shit, but everyone seems like they're just like an absolute piece of trash it's, to other human beings. It's weird and it's really prevalent in the animal world. That's so bizarre. Because there are people who say they like animals more than people. Those people are idiots. Yeah. Just saying. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. It's, so it's prevalent in the animal world and it's prevalent in nonprofit. It's just, it's people who start nonprofits they pour their entire life into it mm -hmm. and they have this certain kind of uh, certain kind of personality then sometimes they think that they're owed something because of it but they don't get that something so they just get angry at everyone and call them the C word I could see also someone in a nonprofit world maybe having a little bit of a God complex oh for sure yeah do you, do you think it comes like from a place where it's just like I did all this shit for you why isn't it why aren't you mm -hmm. doing this for me eventually yeah like it, it, do, it doesn't like because I mean I feel like everyone can be very like altruistic but if, if it does like damage your life and like really come back mm -hmm. and pay a lot of negative dividends that can really fuck with you she she would pretty regularly call me in my office crying uh telling me how much she gave to this organization and how she didn't feel she was treated fairly because she gave her life to this organization and et cetera, et cetera. It's like no one told you to. No yeah. one asked you to. Yeah, that was exactly. a choice you made. But I, I had to I had to walk that line of like, you're you're my boss, you can fire me at any minute. I like this yeah, job aside right. from what you're doing. But it's emotionally I mean, manipulative because it's like it's she is. That, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the that's the other thing is like it's it does like you do want to understand like whenever somebody's like coming from like a really damaged place and it's like really really messing with like how you handle the world and people around you but at the same time it's like you have to have some sense of the reason that all this is happening is not because of the people around you and like it's just it's it, it sounds like almost like an inability to like compartmentalize mm -hmm. and then you just end up kind of confl conflating everything together into like this big sticky mess for sure yeah well I, yeah definitely Yikes. so has it put you off charity as a whole or would no you... I still work for a nonprofit, and oh. I, I love what I'm doing now um, awesome. I, I have a really good boss um, I'm a, an organization that doesn't have a founder anymore which plays very mm. very much into it mm -hmm. um, so yeah I, I like what I'm doing now and I, I don't think I will leave nonprofit. I think I'll stick with it for sure because I enjoy it care to share with us like what your organization does you don't just have to say the name unless you feel comfortable saying so uh, we do uh, environmental education with uh, elementary school kids and middle school kids and then we have an adult program too it's all water centric okay. I, I do fundraising for the organization so I write grants and talk to people who give money so it's nice and happy and I can talk to them about why they're passionate about giving money to environmental organizations which is good that's it's, awesome yeah yeah it's uplifting for sure yeah, yeah it's it's good to, it's good to see after like all because like it, it, it sounds like you've had a lot of experiences where uh you had negative stuff going on with nonprofits, and it's like it's good that that doesn't seem to have like turned you off from anything. That because yeah. you know, like that's good. That's good work. Nonprofits usually do good work. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. And and these animal organizations that I worked for still did good work. Yeah. Like yeah, while yeah. while I was there, we rescued uh, three hundred chickens from an abandoned 
uh, factory farm that the dude who owned the place just left and stopped feeding them. And we rescued, we rescued 1,500 chickens and we took in 300 and other sanctuaries took in the rest. What'd you do with the chickens? We loved them, fed them. (laughs) (laughs) To the other animals? No. That's a a hippie parrot answer. What did you do with the chickens? We We loved loved them. I was just like, what do you, where do chickens go? I mean, but, but like, these were factory chickens. And I've yeah. been told that, like, factory chickens are, like, so pumped full of hormones that they, like, don't grow eyes and shit. Well, so were these, these were, like, mutant chickens? These were egg-laying hens. Uh, so they are tiny, tiny little birds. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. No. Very frail, very just sick and fucked up. So we took care of them until we, they died, <laughs> basically. Aww. Do you have any animals, any chickens at home? No chickens. I've got a dog. That's it. (laughs) And actually, this dog is part of one of the reasons I don't like this woman. If... If you can indulge the, the, the bad boss, yeah. Oh. If you can indulge one more story, oh yeah, we're in. Uh, so they lived on site. They had a, two terrible dogs that they didn't train. These dogs have killed two cats, Dang. have maimed a pig, all kinds of bad stuff. And I was walking my. I was. I brought my dog to. Did they have gold teeth. Is that their name? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Because I'm like, why would a dog kill a cat? Because it's not to eat it. And I'm just imagining this dog with a short little, like, knife. <laughs> like, cornering this cat like it owes him money. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stabs it into the litter box behind him. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's good. <laughs> we like to call back our own jokes. I like Terrible it. people. I like it. Okay, so the, uh, the dogs were really messed up. Yeah, and I was walking my dog to my car. Mm-hmm. And they let their dogs out in that exact moment. And their dogs attacked my dog and ripped her tail off. (gasps) Yeah. And uh, they they refused to pay the the vet bill because it was my fault because I shouldn't have been walking my dog near their house, which is also where the parking lot was, where my car was to get home. And... uh, Eventually, she caved and so graciously paid half of the vet bill. Oh, my God. (laughs) And considered herself a goddamn saint for it. Uh, And it it was bad. It culminated in her... It was finally when I quit this job. she, She called me in my office crying again and called me a spineless piece of shit and told me that I didn't deserve to be working there and that they shouldn't have even ever paid my vet bill and this and that and this and that. And it was... How did you respond? I laughed at her. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. Yeah. That's that's so... It's so much more hurtful than even respond. Just laughing. I put put her on speakerphone because other employees were (laughs) in the office and I was was done. Oh, you have a petty bone. I like it. Go on. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Well, because I was sick of her shouting at them because I literally... A couple times had to physically push her out of the animal hospital mm-hmm. because she was shouting at my employees yeah and i'm not gonna stand for that because i want them to work and not cry yeah if, uh, I, if I am spineless it's only because your feral dogs <laughs> exactly but no i put her on speakerphone and laughed at her and it made her even more angry <laughs> oh yeah i bet yeah what a crazy and then grumpy- i 
I quit the next day, which was good. Oh, was it a satisfying quit? Oh, yeah. I called. So there's another animal sanctuary in that area, and they hate each other. Oh. So much. Just like West Side Story, animal sanctuary beef. Well, I mean, it's just because one of them is insane. But uh, I called my friend at that other animal sanctuary, and she was like, oh, yeah, come work for us, without a doubt. And so I I told her the next day, and she was like, oh, you fucking asshole. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. It's good. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was it was satisfying. I still. Uh, do you I hate s- follow her on social media? No, I blocked her ass. Oh, smart. Much yeah, more mature. I blocked her and her husband and everything to do with that. Some of the caregivers uh, who were at the, the farm still contacted me pretty regularly and were like, we miss you. <laughs> it's hell here. And then finally, three or four months later, she got kicked out. I was like, Man. steal all her employees. Yeah. Well, Uproot her from under her. Man, that, well, it, well, it's good that you're at a job that you finally like now. Yeah. That, that, that was a whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> And you've managed to find the worst bosses in like so many different industries. I, I know. It's, <laughs> it, I, I for for a while I thought you know there's that saying if if everyone's an asshole you probably need to whatever the saying is yeah. you need to figure out if you're the asshole. Mm. I, and I was worried for a while that oh, maybe I'm just a bad employee. But no, these were terrible humans I was working for. Just got a bad string of yeah, them. Yeah, we're willing to side with you on that Thank one. you. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> you had us at Carlos. <laughs> well, I guess we're kind of coming to an end. The yeah. way we like to end it is always kind of like we take our salty stories and then we find the sweet side. So there is always something to learn from everything. Absolutely. What have you learned? And if you could console someone dealing with just a soul-suckingly bad boss, what advice would you give them? Um, Well, first advice, don't get gold teeth. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's a good warning sign. Um, Just know that you can leave a job at any time, that things will always work out and get better, and there's always other opportunities. You're never stuck in one place. As stuck as you feel working 70 hours a week, you can leave that, and there will always be other opportunities. And also, just be nice to people, and those opportunities will come more easily. Be brave enough to be kind. There you go. Oh, that's sweet. I love that. Thank that's you guys great. so much. Thank you, Scott, for being a part of yeah, our show. Thanks so much. If, uh, if any of our listeners want to check you out on social media or anything like that, uh, give you a little follow-rooney, where, where should sure. I go? I'm on Twitter at Scott Sticker, because I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine is Guy Krabs, so yeah. what are you saying? You're lucky me? to have a cool last name, though. Like, Sticker, <laughs> sound, is, is, is it your last name? Is it a stage name? It's my real last name. It's a cool last name. Oh, thanks. I wouldn't have chosen it. Really? No. Did you get made fun of as a kid for it? A little. My uh, my sister got really made fun of. I feel bad for her. Oh, but it? they they made up rhymes about her name every day. Uh, I don't want to say her cunt liquor sticker. Sure. Well, I just no. made it up. I don't know. There's a mean part You're of also me. Also, my sister's bully. Apparently. I know. No, I just made it up. <laughs> I've never thought about this before. Oh, I, I. Please tell me that you have a joke in your act somewhere about it being scratch and sniff. I don't. Okay. All right. We're terrible people. We're deleting. This <laughs> <laughs> Ethan's not gonna cut this. What I do. Uh, thanks so much for being a part of this. We're gonna follow you on Twitter at Scott Sticker. Are you Instagram? Are you do the rest of it? No. Nah, just Twitter. Just Twitter. Well, thanks for being a part of this. Um, I wanna personally. 
apologize if you guys heard any chewing. <laughs> uh, that was just my delicious Sugarfina pearls. Sugarfina. <laughs> you can find them at the domain location. Uh, Show- <laughs> they're getting a lot of free advertising. They are. I'm so, fucking up. That's not how we do this. Yeah, no, they're getting a lot of free advertising to all of the people that have been subscribed to the podcast because we just found out that we uh, that we passed a thousand. Ooh, ooh, we got a thousand. <laughs> what? I screamed right in the mic. I'm sorry. Uh, but seriously, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for subscribing and sharing the podcast with a friend. If you want to follow us on social media, you can check out me and Jasmine individually. And then Extra Salty has a page on everything. We're Extra Salty Pod on Facebook and Twitter and Extra Salty Podcast on Instagram. Please follow us on Instagram because the Instagram followers are like real low and it makes me feel bad. <laughs> I feel like I'm just throwing pictures out into the abyss and no one's looking at them. So please, I need this. I'm a middle child. Thanks so much. As always, I'm Jasmine. I'm Kai Krabs. Scott Sticker, thank you. Thank you for joining us on Extra Salty. See you next time.